0: Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Create a clean heart in me, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from my presence, and take not, take not thy the Holy Spirit from me, renew a right spirit within me and uphold me with thy free spirit create in me a clean heart O god and renew a right spirit within me cast me not away from thy presence and take not the holy spirit from me restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with, me, and uphold me with thy free spirit create me a clean heart O god and renew a right spirit within me cast me not away from thy presence and take not the holy spirit from me restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit psalms 51 2 12. Create in me a create in me a clean heart and oh god and a right spirit Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from Thy presence, and take not Thy holy spirit from me. Restore the joy in Thy salvation, and uphold me with the free spirit. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew with me with a right spirit. Take not Thy holy spirit from, take not the holy spirit from me. Take not the holy spirit from me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew with me a right spirit. Create in me a clean heart, O God, renew a right spirit within me. Cast not away from thy uh, presence, and take not... Holy Spirit, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with a right spirit. Praise God. Let's give them a hand. You know, we promised them, uh, uh, we, we told them we was going to give them great rewards for this, this kind of thing, and I think the world's got it a little messed up. They'll give you a trophy if you uh, dunk a basketball or run a touchdown, but when they're saying things about God, and this will stick with them, if they can say this prayer when they get in trouble and when they get low in their spirit, they can say this psalm right here and pick them back up. I think they need a great reward for saying this kind of thing, and I'm proud of every one of them. would come help and let's receive the offering this morning and then Brother Looper's going to do some good preaching. Stand. Brother Looper's coming at this time. Let's get behind him and help him preach. preach praise please. the Lord, everybody. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. So thankful for God's goodness, His mercy, His blessings, allowing us to be in His house to worship and to praise and to magnify Him. How many feel like you're worshiping a great God today? Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, proud of our Sunday school class, thank God for our Sunday school teachers and those who have a desire to teach our children, amen, this, this wonderful message is a wonderful thing and an important thing to teach our children, we need to pass it on to the next generation, we want to pray for all of those who are in the need of prayer today and uh, let's pray especially for Sister Myers. Uh, She lost her sister this week and asked God to touch her and strengthen her. Let's remember the Baker family, uh, Van Doren family, and uh, their loss this week. Ask God to strengthen them. Let's pray for Brother Cook. Ask God to give him a miracle in his body also. Brother McIntyre and uh, many other ones who are sick and not able to be in God's house today. Let's keep praying for Brother McDaniel. Uh, We thought that he was going to be able to be in service with us today, so let's pray for him, ask God to strengthen him, and uh, God has worked a wonderful miracle for him, and for that we are grateful and uh, thankful. And uh, let's remember the youth trip coming up, Uh, tonight is the deadline on the deposit of $200 per person, so remember that, see Sister Angela after service and take care of that. And... um, We, uh, I'm just letting you stay standing because I'm getting into the Word of God very shortly. Uh, We want to announce today, now pay very close attention. This is two, two weeks in a row that we have done this, but we are changing service from Wednesday night to Thursday night. This week, due to Brother Lambeth is coming to the state's, and uh, just a quick trip, and we were able to get him to be with us Thursday night. So Brother Brad Lambeth from Brazil will be here Thursday night. So remember that. Church is not Wednesday night. It is Thursday night. So remember that, uh, that uh, announcement. And uh, remember Father's Day uh, is coming around the corner. And uh, all of you ladies need to go to Gander Mountain or to Academy or to Bass Pro and buy nice gifts, no neckties. (laughs) Praise God. The last necktie my kids come home with me was solid pink. And uh, I did wear it due to their request, but now, if they come up with the pink bow tie, I'm not doing that. But anyway, so remember that. Thank God for fathers who love God. Can I get a witness from the ladies in the house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So remember that. And I tell you, Thursday night we had a storm. I mean a bad storm right before the singing But we had a wonderful time, and if you are a member of this congregation and was not present Thursday night, it is your loss. We had a wonderful time. I mean, they are tremendous singers, and uh, most of them are pastors, and uh, it did get a little churchy toward the end. And we had a house full of visitors, and uh, if the home folks would have showed up, we'd have been overcrowded. But I know that you were thinking we want our visitors to have plenty of room, so the storm kept you out of church. But we did have a great time, tremendous singing, and a wonderful move of the Lord. And uh, we are glad, and I'm looking forward to them being able to come back. And i have already trying to get them booked for next year. And uh, I tell you, it was a tremendous time. If you have your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter number 12. Mark chapter number 12, verse number 28 through 31. We'll read the word of God there. And uh, we want to thank, I do thank everyone who worked so hard uh, preparing a meal for after service and then worked hard cleaning up. Thank you very, very much. And uh, you've done such a wonderful job. And uh, thank you for your dedication and work. Lord, richly bless you. And uh, we are glad for all of our visitors here. Got some visitors all the way from the great state of Mississippi and glad that they're here with us today. And uh, good to see everyone that is in the house of God. And if you are a guest here this morning, we want you to know that we are extremely glad that you've come to be with us. And the Holy Ghost is for you. And we come to have church this morning. Why don't the congregation give our guest a hand clap today? Mark chapter number 12, verse number 28. I'm taking my text from the same uh, text I took last Sunday. And uh, I want to finish up what uh, we started preaching last Sunday. And the scripture said, and one of these scribes came. Now remember, this scripture setting is a time where they were trying to catch Jesus in some uh, fallacy or, and uh, trying to stump Him with questions. And the wise scribes came. And they begin to question him. And having heard them reasoning together, reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? What is the first commandment? And uh, these were people who were well versed in the law. They prided themselves in being very educated scholars. And uh, verse number 29, and Jesus answered him. The first of all the commandments is, can you all say this together? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. This is a one God church. Amen. Amen. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Now this second commandment is a little bit harder than all of this. The second is likened to and like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Lord bless you for standing. You may be seated. We started last Sunday and I was preaching from this subject, first love. And uh, we talked a little bit about our first loves and, and uh, what we have falling in love with in life. And uh, we, are, we, we have a lot of things that we enjoy and uh, things in life that, that um, we do. And that is all well and good. I believe that life is meant to be enjoyed. Amen. I believe that life is meant to be enjoyed. I believe that God wants us to enjoy life. I believe that God wants us to have a good time. And uh, life is kind of like, not enjoying life would be kind of like going on a vacation and having a sour time. Getting up every morning and being mad about being on vacation. I tell you when you get up in the morning you ought to be thankful for life. That God has blessed you with the time to uh, enjoy and have a good time. I'm enjoying life. How about you? Amen. Amen. Life, life is good. Life is meant to be enjoyed. Life is uh, meant for for uh, to to bring satisfaction and uh, and happiness. And uh, they always say that life is too short to be miserable. Now come on, I know we ain't had a lot of singing to energize you this morning, and I'm doing that for the sake of time. But, but you're going to help me preach today? Amen. And uh, you know, life is just meant to be enjoyed. God did not mean us to go through life and be miserable. God meant us to have a good time. A lot of people think serving God is is just a commitment to being miserable all your life. That's not what serving God is. And if you're serving that God that way, you're serving God absolutely the wrong way. Amen. I'm glad about serving God. I'm glad about being dedicated to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of people serve God like their relationship with their spouse. And uh, it's kind of uh, nerve-wracking at times. But uh, I read a little story about one man. And uh, he was at a uh, Super Bowl. And uh, the guy that was sitting there next to him noticed that there was an empty seat uh, beside him. And he he got to notice, and you know, nobody ever come and sit down. So he asked him, and uh, this very unusual. And uh, he said... Um, What's the empty seat for?" He said, "Well, said that was for my wife." He said, "Well, is she ever going to come and uh, join you?" And uh, he said, "No." said she passed away. so she didn't get to make it with me. He said, "Man, said, did you not want to sell the seat or give the seat away?" He said, "Well, said I, I talked to my friends and I tried to get some of them to come with me uh, to the game." He said, "But nobody could come." He said, that is quite odd that you couldn't get anybody to go to one of the largest games in, in America. And he said, no, he Said they was all busy attending my wife's funeral. So, <clears throat> some people's relationship with God is like that. My Lord, have mercy, when is this ever going to end? But that's not what God intended it to be. That's what, what living for God is about. Living for God is about falling in love with Him. Amen. 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 A lot of people have problems in the relationship because they have never fallen in love with one another. And uh, it's kind of like the guy said, "Said I told you once that I loved you and if I ever change my mind, I'll be glad to let you know. One One wife asked her husband, said, do you love me? He said, I live with you, don't I? That ought to prove something. Come on, let's have a good time this morning. Y'all kind of limber up a little bit. Y'all too tight. Y'all, y'all scared you're going to get more of what you got last Sunday. It's going to be better this Sunday, I promise you. But but it's about falling in love with God. Amen. It's about loving Him. It's about getting back to your first love. Your first responsibility. What, what drawed you to Him in the first place? And I... I look at people. There is there is marriages, man, from from zero to one year. There there is changes that takes place, and and uh, the first the first few months, man, you think that you could just you can't get enough of each other, man. You can't be around each other enough. One guy said it's like, man, we could just eat each other up. He said after six years, he wished that first year he would have. But but it's like you know a a relationship does not have to be that way. And then there's a change from one to five years. It's kind of one guy said it's kind of like a hot bath. It's not so hot once you get used to it. But but it's one from to five years. It starts changing, and and uh, then from about. Eight to twelve years, the kind of law and reality sets in. You have kids running around the house. You have bills that you did not expect. And then people's, uh, uh, people's shape starts changing. And, uh, their, their face starts taking on a change. And their hair starts taking on a change. And, and I look at some people today. Uh, in the world, they might be surprised who they're really married to because they get all the makeup off and the different colored hair off and all of that and they find themselves, well, oh, I didn't even know that person. But, but there is, there is changes that begin to take place and there is, A, a law that begins to set in of reality and trying if, if I've done the right thing and, and if I'm happy in this relationship and if I'm getting the fullest out of life. There's a lot of divorces start happening between eight and nine years because the new has now wore off. And, and uh, they've they're kind of like fallen in love, they begin to fall out of love with each other. And then you notice that about 20 years, there's a major, major flood of divorces that happen in a relationship after about 20 years. Because people start changing. This is times... In people's life where, uh, there becomes chemical changes and, and mind changes and people try to find something and, and to try to find, uh, happiness than, and fulfillment that they have not found in the relationship. Now this is not God's plan. This is not God's will. Marriage is like a violin. After the music stops, the strings are still attached. And it is up to you, to the husband and wife, to continue to make the violin play the music so they can live together in harmony. And not just coexist, but enjoy each other's company. Amen. I believe that a relationship is something that you ought to want to come home to and not run away from home from amen a relationship is something that should be strong and uh, i i can remember in my younger years <clears throat> i i um i i discovered that that females were all of a sudden beautiful in my sight and my daddy told me he said son i I'd, I'd fell, fall in love two or three times a day and he said that's not love he said you don't fall in love you learn how to love and i said you know hey it's not not hey man that old man he's so far off base he don't know what he's talking about but as life goes on i find out if you just stumble off and fall into something eventually you will stumble out of that but you learn as a day grows longer as the time comes and the time passed that you fall in love with that person more and more. Now I didn't come to preach all about relationships, but I'm building a foundation of where I'm going today. But, but there, I, I can honestly say today that I love my wife more today than I did the day that I stood before a lot of you and said I do. That was a weak testimony to a man. But the love grows stronger and stronger. I am more attached today than I was back then. And as we live together, I I tell you, just the other day she was gone for a week. Man, I didn't want to go home. Home just wasn't the same without the wife and the kids there. And if I wouldn't have had those two little ones, I wouldn't have went home. Amen. But, but there is, there is a relationship that over time grows stronger instead of pushing us apart. It should be a greater magnetic attraction to one another. Amen. you didn't fall in love. Now I fell in love with my wife because she was beautiful but not the only reason why. Because beauty will fade. Shape will change. Amen. But there is something that you fall in love with about a person. Amen. And what I am talking about today as a church, as a child of God, we have got to to get back to our first love. Amen. How many, how many can remember <clears throat> the first day you laid eyes on your bride or, or the groom that you have chosen? I can remember I remember Brother Justin the first time he raised his hand. I can remember Brother Justin and the first time he'd come to church. He'd come to the altar and I accused him of having one eye up looking for a girl. He was repenting with one eye and looking for the, uh, with the other. But, no. but you can remember. I can remember the very... I can take you to the place today and show you the exact place that I was standing the first time I talked to my wife. That's been a long time ago. I hope there's a lot of you that can do this very same thing today. But... But there is, there is something that has grown stronger. I can take you to the place today, the very exact spot that I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because that day still rings true in my mind and in my spirit of a day that forever changed my life. The Holy Ghost does not change. Jesus Christ does not change. Amen. Amen. He said in Him there is no shadow nor variable of turning. There is nothing about God that changes. God is always the same. God has always been the same. And God is always going to remain the same. God is still in the same place He's always been. And he's going to be in the same place he's always been. You don't have to worry about God moving. You don't have to worry about God not showing up. You don't have to worry about where God's at. Because God's in the same place he's always been. Hallelujah. 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 But there has got to be something just In a relationship, hear me women, hear me men, there has to be something at home that draws them back to the center point of their life. Women, you have got to create an atmosphere in the house that would make the man not want to go to the local beer tavern and not want to go hang out with the guys, but would cause them to want to come home every evening. Amen. Men, you have got to create an atmosphere that would make your wife want you to come home and not want you to stay out in Galilee around all night. There has to be an atmosphere in the home. Amen. There has to be something that we can create. A power, a drawing force that keeps us coming back to the center point of our life. Amen. Amen. I've been thinking about this. I've been very disturbed about faithfulness about relationship about commitment to God amen I search myself for what can I do and how can I bring it to the people God of the importance of being faithful to God's house amen but I want to tell you what I want to do is create something in the house of God that would make a connection with you that no matter how tired you are no no matter what you went through during the day I've got to get back to the center point I've got to get back to the house of God amen I want to tell you there's something about church that can never be replaced there's something about oh hallelujah there's something about coming to the house of God that nothing in this entire world will ever replace Of God. Hallelujah. 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 The old saying is that there is no place like home. I can remember moving to Texas. I think I was 20 years old. And I moved to Texas. I left my my home in Arkansas but you know after I was gone five years that was still home there was still a pool there there was still something that would bubble up inside of me when I'd get to talking about going home even after 10 years there was still something that was connected there there was a connection that would keep drawing me back to that point because that was home that's just where home was you know what made that home what made that home was that was where my daddy was and that was where my mother was in the last few years my daddy has passed away about twelve years ago my mother about four years ago passed away you know that it's not the same going back any longer because what I was connected to and what I what I know, I still love my brothers and sisters but and people there but what I was seriously connected to is no longer back at a place I called home. Amen. So it no longer has that pull to me to get back to home when I start that way you know what I think about man I got to drive 440 miles when it used to be man I can't wait to get there I'd take off after church on Sunday night and drive all night long just to get there because there was something that was pulling me because it wasn't the city it wasn't those people but it was what was at home But when what was at home, was no longer at home. What pulled you to the house of God? What made you want to go to church? Was something that you were connected to. Amen. Amen. In praying this week, in praying this morning, The old saying is that you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make the thing drink when you get to the water. But what my desire is to you, to show you the water one more time, and maybe you'll have a desire to drink up like you never drank from the well of living water again. Amen. Something just stirred up in our soul in our spirit that i fell in love with the house of god all over again something began to bubble inside of me when i walked into the presence of god that when i've been out all day long when i've worked all week i still got to come to the house of god and it is a privilege it's an honor it's a desire it's a place that I want to be is in God's house hallelujah 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 but when we lose connections to what's at home and home becomes where it's no longer home and it's just a place that I was born but I have no connection even hey, I've been gone away from Stuttgart Arkansas for almost 22 years right at 22 years when I go back there I'm a stranger in my own home because there's another generation that has grown up that I don't know them and they don't know me so I have lost the connection there is a danger in our relationship with God people can live together for 20 years and they have lost the connection together they have nothing in common they come in and they pass each other coming and going they have nothing in common they have lost the connection can I tell you that you can come to the house of God and lose the connection that you have with God but God is calling us back to our first love God some way somehow help me fall in love with you all over again hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah, Revelations chapter 2, a very, very familiar passage of Scripture. And it's talking about the letters to the churches. And it begins, started out in chapter 2, it says, Unto the angel of the church at Ephesus, write these things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. Who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. What is this making mention of? What is this talking about? This portrays a rightful place of Christ as the head and the ministry of the church and the ministry. He said, "There is some things that you have in order, and I commend you on the things that you have in order. I commend you on the things that you have done. You still have the seven golden candlesticks, and you walk, and God walks in the midst of them." In verse number two, he says, "I." I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not them which are evil and how thou tread them which say they are you tried those who said they were apostles and are not and has found them out and has borne and has patience and for my name's sake had labored and had not fainted he said I commend you because uh, you still love this apostolic truth Uh, amen you still have a relationship Uh, you still come in uh, you're still living right Uh, you're still doing the things that you should Uh, you're still picking out those who are not of Christ uh, and you're still holding on uh, to the things of God Uh, amen but he said nevertheless uh, I have somewhat a against thee because thou hast left thy first love Amen. I commend you on the things that you are doing well but you have left you have forsaken you have walked away from your first love now what was the scripture what was the Lord telling the angel of the church at Ephesus you're doing good Man, you've got it going on. But some way you have walked away from your first love. What was their first love? Their first love was dedication to God. Amen. It was God being the center point of their life. It was God. If God in the center... And everything else was around God. Nothing ever took God's place. But some way the enemy had crept in. And the enemy had destroyed their first love of putting God above everything. And having God at the center point where Job becomes more important than God. Where family time becomes more important than God. Where all of these things of this world becomes more important to God. But he said, remember therefore from whence thou art falling, and repent, and do thy first works. Amen. What I want to do today and what I desire in my spirit this morning is some way to take you down memory lane to the very first day that you received the precious gift of the Holy Ghost the very first day that God washed away your sins and throwed them away never to be brought up again I want you to remember the day that you went down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins the feeling of excitement the feeling of joy the feeling of enthusiasm about what God had done can you just go back with me just a moment and realize hey what God really done for me when you got the revelation of Jesus hanging on a cross and nails thrown through his hands and his feet was done for you go back down memory lane about your first love Man could not wait, Lord have mercy, we're not having church for two days, you got to be kidding me, your first love, go back and grab hold of your first love again, amen, some of your relationships are on the rocks with each other this morning, it's not because that the love is not there, but it's because you've allowed the fire to go out. And when there is no fire of something that there used to be a fire, there's nothing but a smoldering smoke in a stench in your nostrils. It's not because that person has changed so much or you have changed so much, but the the erosion of time has warred against a relationship and I come to tell somebody your relationship with God is not like it once was and it's not God's fault today and it's not because you're a bad person but God has sent me this morning to draw draw a picture for you of how it used to be don't you want that fire don't you want that zeal don't you want that excitement don't you want that feeling again God's still real God's still powerful God still loves you God still wants you and God is calling you back to your first love hallelujah 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 I can say today that my relationship with God has grown sweeter as the days go by. Y'all are going to have to excuse me this morning. I done worked up a thirst. And I can honestly say that my relationship with God is not like it was when I first come to God. But my relationship with God is better and more committed than it used to be. Amen. Just as my relationship with my wife has grown better, I want my wife and my kids to come up here this morning. Oh, I hate to invite Nathaniel, but Nathaniel, you can come too. My relationship over time has gotten stronger. It's expanded more ways than one. Amen. But when I think about this, there was there was a law that was created in the Old Testament. The law of release. And the law of release was that if a servant was bought and brought into a master's house, he could work seven years. And then after seven years, that man could go free. But if he had had a wife and she had borne him children since he had been working for that master, he could leave. But his wife and his children had to stay. Or he could go to the post, the doorpost of the house. And he could say, I love my master and I love my master's house. And the master would take an awl and put his ear on the doorpost of the house and drive that all, And he was forever committed and could not walk away ever When I think about the goodness of God, there's people in this place today that's thinking about, man, I ought to just walk away, or just walk away from God. It's not worth it. I ought to walk away from our relationship. It's not worth it. I ought to walk away from what God has done. But when I think about what God has done for me, God blessed me with a wonderful wife. God blessed me with a wonderful daughter. Number one A wonderful daughter Number two I know y'all waiting for this wonderful daughter Number three And then Cinderella Come (coughs) along Then I'm trying to figure out What I have done until this day (laughs) that I am a blessed man and why would I want to look at what God has blessed me with you know where I got that in the house of God I didn't get that at the local beer tavern the devil didn't bless me with that But God would say to you today, hey, you don't like serving me? Not one time have I ever had to bail her out of jail. Not one narcotic has ever went in their body, up their nose, in their eyes, stuck in their veins. Other than if they had a surgery one time, And you think when I look at the blessings of God, and I look at what God has done for me, I say, God, I'm just too tired. Oh, you know it's spitting rain. I think there's a possibility of rain today. God, you know I've been working, but when I think about what's at the house of God, and if you could get a new vision of what's at church, it's not just going in and sitting down and saying hey preacher preach to me i want to tell you god's been dealing with me but there has got to be a connection here that something is drawing me back to the house of god something keeps pulling me i can't stay home i can't stay home but something keeps drawing me something's got a hold of me and it's at the house of god So you think, you think I'm going to walk out on God? You think I'm going to leave God and say, okay, it's been nice knowing you, but I'm going to trade this for drugs I'm going to trade this for alcohol. I'm going to trade this for a marijuana cigarette. I'm going to trade this for ungodly living. I'm going to trade this for a new experience. No, I tell you, when I think about the house of God and what I found at church, there's something that says, Whoa, i got to get back to the water. i got to get back to the well. That's my first love. I love life. But my first love I found in the house of God this is where I got the blessings of God this is where I got the goodness of God was in his house thank you your first love first love my first love my first love my first love love. is in the house of God Amen. People wonder. Brother Duplessis and myself was having this discussion this week about what's faithfulness. How faithful do you have to be? Can you be saved by not coming to church on Wednesday night? Can you be saved by missing the house of God for no particular reason just because you don't feel like going to church? Can I be saved by doing this? Or can I be saved and still have this? That's not what it's about. That's not what it's about, church. It's not about, do I have to go to church because I want to be saved? No it's go to church because that's where I found what I fell in love with the very first time. At 17 years old, hey amen, I was up at the front of the church and I found what the world said. I, I could not have i found peace i found joy i found happiness and it was not in a bottle but it was in the house of god devil you're not keeping me out of church devil you're not turning me around devil i'm not about to backslide but Got a made-up mind. If I could, but get to church. If I can get to the house of God. If I can get in the presence of God. That's what's real. That's what's powerful. It's in the house of God. <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah you may be seated it's just like at home there has to be something that draws you and I pray God you are good people you are some of the best, are the best people in the entire world. And you're here today. And I'm excited that you're here. And I don't want you to feel like, hey man, every time I go to church I get hammered. No, that's not it at all. But I'm trying to paint you a picture of what God has done. Look beside you. Look around you. Look at these boys sitting here, these boys sitting here. Some of them's gone it's summertime, but look at these young ladies sitting here and scattered out across this house this morning. Hey man, look at your spouse. They may not be everything that you want them to be, but you're probably not everything they want you to be, but you can do better. Hey Amen. But, but you know, we, we look at this and, and we say, oh, I, don't, I don't have. I don't, I don't know why I want to God hadn't been good to me. If you have a teenager that's never had drugs stuck up their nose. It don't matter what's going on in life. Man, just let me get to church. Because God has been good to me. You can't stop me from church because that's where I found what I was looking for. It was in the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You look the way the world is going to be won. The way the lost is going to find salvation. It's not by how you look, or what kind of car you drive, or what kind of home that you live in. But the Queen of Sheba come to see the wisdom of Solomon. You know what she was amazed at? The way your servants went to church. I don't think they was dragging in. Man, that mean old Solomon. That mean, oh king, that mean, Brother Looper, if we don't show up, I know what Sunday sermon's going to be about. No, but they went into the house of God. Knocked down the doors, opened up the door. Woo! It's time for church! I don't go because somebody made me! I can remember when my mom and daddy made me go to church. They made me sit on the front row. I didn't have a choice, but I can remember the day that God put something in me and made a connection that kept drawing me back to the house of God. I gotta get there. I gotta get there. That's where I find my joy. That's where I find my help. That's where I find that's where I Peace. uh, that's where I find my strength uh, is in the house of God (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah Solomon the columns are beautiful columns are beautiful the light fixtures are beautiful the stained glass is gorgeous the sign in the front yard is just phenomenal the carpet is pretty The pews are comfortable. The lobby is nice. We have people out there saying, Hey, we're so glad that you're here. But that's not what's going to get them to the house of God. It's by God's people coming in. Woo! You might dread going to your church. You might not like showing up at your church, but I want to tell you, won't you come and see what happens at my church? It's not ordinary because when you get in, you get into the I feel the Holy Ghost today. You get into the house of God. Something happens. There's a life-changing experience in God's house. Woo! I don't shout because I have to. I shout because of what God has done. Because He is worthy. Because He is worthy to be praised. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The psalmist David in Psalms chapter 27. I'm just about done. <clears throat> I'm just about to quit. I'm not done. Psalms chapter 27. A psalm is David. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now pay attention to everything that God is. Listen to what God is. Listen to what David says God is. Amen. And David knew that he needed the help of God. David had fought many battles. David had went against the giant. David had run from Saul. David had been forsaken by friends. He said, but the Lord is my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired. Mm. Some of you is not grasping what I'm seeing. I'm trying to paint you a picture of the water today. Man, nothing like water. Some of you is probably thirsty right now. Mmm. Y'all can't do this. This is one good thing about being a preacher. You can drink water in church. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but one thing have I desired. I'm not worried that God would put my enemy behind me, and God would give me wealth and riches and peace. but one thing: have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell that I may dwell in where? In where? I can't hear you where? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. Take it all away. Take my home away. Take my health away. Take my car away. Take my job away. But whatever you do, don't keep me out of church. Don't keep me out of church. I want to dwell in the house of the Lord. If I can but get to God's house. Hallelujah. I know as we look at the blessings of God, if we're not careful, we can look back and say, oh, it's the good that I've done. It's the ability that I have that I've built a good business. It's the ability that I have that I have the job that I have. It's ability that I have. That I have the home that I have today. And we get lifted up in ourselves. The rich man that said, I'm going to tear down my old barns and build bigger barns. There wasn't nothing wrong with providing a place for his living. But as he got lifted up in his cell, And he said, now I'm going to take my ease. I like to think, hey man, my girls are living for God because I'm a good parent. That's what I'd like to think of myself. But I remember a story that a preacher that preached for us, he said, man, pastor's a wonderful church, very successful in the ministry. He said, I come walking into my house one day. And he said, my daughter was coming down the stairs. Just turned 18 years old. She said, Daddy, I know I'm going a little long, but just forgive me. Have mercy. You shout tonight, I won't preach. Maybe. <clears> he <throat> said, Daddy, I need to talk to you. He said, well, sure, baby, what do you need? She said, no. I said, I really... Need to talk to you. He said, well, sure. And he sits down in the living room and he starts talking to her. Just had her 18th birthday. He said, I'd never had a minute's trouble. said, she has been a model child. She said, Daddy, I I don't want to live this way any longer. I just don't love God like you love God. he said I was shocked I didn't know what to say from that conversation I was talking to him about a year ago on drugs got a baby I don't even know where the baby is half of the time and don't care he said I've had her all over the country, moving her from preacher's home to preacher's home, to preacher's friends that says, "I'll try to help her," said, "I can't do anything for her." And I look, and I say, "God, I know that's a more successful man than I am. I know he's a dedicated man. I know he's given your life. His life for the ministry since he was about 15 years old. Why? And here I am. I know I haven't done everything right. You think it's all in me? Hey, I got it. I got it under control. Can I tell you, you don't know what these boys are thinking right now. Can I tell you, you don't know what your spouse is thinking right now. Can I tell you, we don't know what these young ladies are thinking right now. And I think, God, it's not me. (laughs) But it's only your blessings. It's only your mercy. I see some of you today that are great parents that are struggling with things in your family. My heart is broken today. And I don't, I'm no better than you. And the devil would say, hey man, you can have this and don't have to have God. But man, what would I be without God? It's by God's mercy today. It's by God's grace. It's by God's long-suffering that when we come to church, we look over there and they come in their own vehicle. They just showed up. We walk by the prayer room and we can hear them in the prayer room praying, calling out to God. We come in on Friday night and they're at the house. Hmm. You know how much that's worth? Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Jesus, how blessed, how blessed we are today. Does anybody in this house realize how blessed you are? Look at the water. (coughs) I'm just taking you on a trip to the water today. I'm just trying to remind you of the blessings of God today. So when the next time the devil perches up on your shoulder and says, ah, it ain't worth it, remember what the water looks like. Mm-hmm. i got to get to the house of God. As we all stand across this building, let's lift our hands and our voices toward God right now. Help us, today, Help us today Holy Ghost. Help us today Holy Ghost Help us today Holy Ghost. hallelujah me back Oh take me back oh God. Does anybody want to go on a trip back to the first day you received the Holy Ghost? Why don't you just step out from where you're standing this morning? Lift your hands. Make your way to the altar. Stand before God today and say, God, take me back. Oh, my first love, God. You can have that feeling all over again. You can enjoy the presence of God all over again. Oh, Jesus, whatever you do, God, just let me come to your house. Let me be in your presence. Let me inquire in your temple, God. Oh, Jesus, that first love, that first love. first love all over again fall in love with him church all over again come on saint of god fall in love with him all over again oh i'd be nothing if it was not for the blessings of god i would have nothing if it was not for god take me back take me back Take me back. Take me back down memory lane. Take me back and remind me of where I came from. Take me back, God, and let me feel that precious spirit, that precious anointing all over again. Hallelujah.